0: We live in a time where the flow of information is constant with competing voices in crowded spaces where old school thoughts
1: meet new school ideas. But in this modern age we are constantly having to recreate ourselves. To understand these identities we need to decipher the culture. This is unconventional. This This is is Lounge Lounge Academics. Academics. Greetings, people. You are through to Lounge Academics with KJ and Yaz. Ooh. What was that kind of half-hearted, <laughs> Ooh. Where did that come from? is usually, yeah. yeah,
0: woop woop. I know. Not today, it's woo! Not today, not today. a little chill coming in
1: through the window. Is it really? And I'm the one in the geek t-shirt, you know? But anyway, it's all good, it's all good. So welcome to the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you can get notified when our next episode goes out, and that's on YouTube. To our online (laughs) listeners, which it wouldn't be relevant because we won't be doing online right now, (laughs) we're not live. But anyway, if you catch us on the audio podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. As I said, I'm KJ and this is Yaz. We have a special guest in the building. Look at team at just glistening. Yeah. Look at her. She's hot. She's wonderful. She is Miss Ennis, Danielle Ennis. Woo. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Daniel, Hello,
2: I'm good, I'm well. I'm well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm liking the little army khaki kind of I like, I like that man, like you're ready for war. Yeah, yeah, you like always like... gotta
2: be ready.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was it's that some good. subconscious something no, there going no, on? No, no. <laughs> Are you
2: sure? No, this is comfy. I like lots of different loungewear. This is still lounge to me, so well, yeah. you're
1: in it feels good. Look, you know, you're in the lounge, lounge. you're yes. here, so loungewear is appropriate for it this does. right now. But yeah, we're just so excited to have you here today. It's great to have you on the podcast because we know you do so much and I can't wait mm-hmm. to get into it because Daniel you know you take after my own heart we have a very similar background we have a youth background mm-hmm. we come from a yeah. background of working with young people and um, Particularly those that are high risk. Yeah. Um. And you know, and you classify yourself as a high risk specialist as yep. well. You are also a coach. Yeah. And you're an awesome author as well. You've mm. just got your book as well, Mind. Thank you. you yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all, you're like, I'm just remembering. Yeah. I do that. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's,
1: it's all good. Yeah. You do so much. And, um, We wanted to just kind of give the backstory, really in terms of, um, you know, how you've come to do the excellent work that you've done and that you're continuing to do. So what is the story behind your brand?
2: So, um, I've always kind of had an interest in personal development in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And alongside that, I, although I was, during university, I studied law right that was a family plan and um, i was always very strong at, at you know academics i did enjoy you know school and college and everything but it wasn't really anything i was passionate about so to summarize that part i, I completed my degree i made great friends i'd done a lot of extracurricular stuff and you know i was able to really make the most of uni but after that there was just quite a turn and a shift in what i really wanted to do and i felt myself kind of pulled towards young people that were struggling in particular. Um, so in the background I've always had this interest in reflection and growth and things like that. I'm studying law and then later on there's this this kind of, this passion that starts to develop for reaching the young people. Um, and at the time, towards the end of my degree, luckily I was actually working at a, um, at a children's charity. I was doing seasonal work in between um, you know, the holiday period. And um, yeah, I just said one day, I had a good relationship with the CEO, and I just said one day, you know, um, I kind of feel like <laughs> I want to try and do this. So she knew I was doing law, and she's like, Danielle, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, you know, I'd like to do it more. And at the time, I was only doing things like helping sometimes with research, or okay. um, I was actually just helping with uh, summer activities. So it was just really small things but she decided to give me a go. And she just said, okay, um, I'm gonna get you the best supervisor, I'm gonna make sure you have loads of training, but yeah, let's do it. So that's what's actually started my first steps into that transition with young people
1: yeah do, do you find your kind of law even though you studied law do you mm. still find that is it still relevant in terms of what you're doing or because you know some people often say they often go off, they do their degree yeah. slug out for three years or four or five years studying hard and they end up not using it anyway and yeah. going into something yeah, yeah, totally yeah. different yeah not to suggest that's the case for yeah, you yeah. of course not no, but no. yeah
2: do you know i i don't have any regrets with it i think um on one side anyway i i really made the most of uni so um I actually studied law with American studies. Now, I didn't necessarily have any interest in the American studies part, but, I'm just be honest, but I wanted to find a way to actually use education and travel, so that enabled me <laughs> to it. actually go, yeah, I did, yeah. I did, but it let me go and still study law, which I was still interested in at the time, but also get to have a whole new cultural experience going over to America. I actually ended up doing community work there for a little while as well okay. through some of the societies at uni. Um, and made amazing friends there. And then on the other side, even when I was was here in the UK, um, I led, uh, you know, the African Caribbean Society. I was the president of that. Okay, ACS. Yeah, so I learned lots there. And I still, I think it really helped with my analytical skills, my ability to advocate for young people, um, even report writing, things to do with, you know, serious concerns about young people, or having to bring that to a council or a housing association and really fighting people's corners. I can do that okay, better yeah. because of all those
1: things. And, of course, law is a key... Advocacy is a key part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a massive part of that process. Yeah. So I see the kind of crossover and yeah. yeah. relevance in that regard. So that that makes absolute sense. Yeah. But also, um, you know, you've kind of moved into more the high-risk... Yeah. special, And so just... Um, for the sake of our listeners and people watching, what does that mean to be a high risk specialist? What yeah. what's I know what it is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah For yeah. the purposes of everyone I don't. else. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yas <laughs> yes, doesn't don't know either. what it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, you, you, I guess you can have um, a variety of, of needs or issues that, that need addressing, right, when you're working with people. Um, and when it comes to the term high risk, it's literally just in reference to people that are, like, at the top yeah. of the scale. So, for example, um, I didn't know, because obviously, you, you know, you've just heard how I got into it, but I didn't know that, you know, I would be so great at it to then be able to manoeuvre those kind of situations. My, you're modest then. Right? No, but i <laughs> you know, but I didn't, I didn't know. So, for example... Um, I might. I remember, you know, my, manage, my my managers were slowly saying to me, "Okay, Daniel, you can handle this. We're gonna, um, this young person, you know, this young man, he's really broken. He needs nurturing." And I'm like, "Sorry, what?" And he's like, "No, nope, perfect for you." And yeah. I'm like, "I really don't know if he
3: yeah.
2: actually." And they're like, "No, nope, you got this." Or I remember a young lady, you know, um, she came in and was in a fragile space. And again, they were like, "Oh, Danielle, no, nope. straight to you." So people are either coming out of prison sometime, coming mm-hmm. out of hospital. Um, sometimes just being excluded from every other organisation, body, school mm-hmm. that you can think of, and we come coming to this centre. So, the ones that had the highest needs would come to me. And it was like that for years in the different places that I've worked in. So, it just became the toughest ones.
1: Wow. <laughs> so,
0: you built up your
1: experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. it was who I always what,
1: had. I mean, what do you make of that? Because, as a, because I'm hearing you're talking about guys, yeah. I guess, that are being referred to, you're mm-hmm. a lady. Um, given the risk that can sometimes come, given that these are young men that are coming from, let's say, chaotic, maybe, you know, troubled backgrounds. So to, I wonder how, is there a concern around risk at all, around that in terms of risk of yourself, you know, around these guys, and I just wondered how you kind of play that out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think at at, at first, First of all, even when I started doing this, I was about 23, 24. And at one of the first centers I was at, I was young. And I remember sometimes, um, helping, you know, some of these young people with forms, um, but, you know, it, those that might have been illiterate and, and couldn't quite process and get these forms. And some of it was court papers. I'm trying to help them get this thing done, and they're getting hot and angry and just vexed. But
1: because they can't read, or yeah, and the frustration. Yeah. And I'm sitting yeah.
2: there as their peer in age, and I'm trying to, you know, kind of hold myself in a way where you don't feel that. Because I don't want it to feel like it's a, um, you know, like I'm being patronizing in any way yeah. or disrespectful. Yeah. So in one sense, there was even just the age. Thing mm-hmm. that I had to kind of navigate, but in relation with uh, boys in particular, I just found that I had to be um, really straight talking and, and boundary really, and kind of like call something out as it as it as it is. So um, most of the time it was fine, but I remember there was this one um, person who, one young man who would just have inappropriate comments. It wasn't towards me,
3: okay. but
2: it would almost always be in a sexual nature about okay. other. Girls, okay. other women, yeah. all the time. And eventually I started to realize he doesn't know how to engage with me. He actually doesn't know how to do it without making something sexualized mm-hmm. or I don't know how to kind of, how to how to talk with her. So eventually I just um, said to him, okay, so look, that's actually kind of inappropriate and we can talk about so much more. And if you keep doing it, I'm just gonna keep pulling you up every time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he actually got the hang of it, really relaxed and we had a great, great relationship. Um, so it, it can be tricky, um, but I've had to learn different ways to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, sometimes it's even things to do with safety as well. You know, if if there's someone and they're angry and they're kicking off, I'm like, I'm you can't see me, I'm petite. I'm small, you know? <laughs> and I've got to be able yeah, to try Yeah, but you're cocky, it. Yeah, I know, well, you're... this is why I, you know, I'm programmed now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so you have to, to it be it able, able to, like, build that relationship where you can still yeah. kind of... Get someone's attention and help. You know, kind of bring Mm -hmm. all the energy back down and calm it down.
1: And yeah, and to be honest, I don't think anyone can. You don't need to be matching their energy in order to do that. So you don't need to be hyped to kind of of be doing that. Yeah, it's the complete opposite to kind of dash some water on that flame, so to speak. To kind of yeah. yeah,
3: yeah,
0: it's not easy. Were you thinking
1: yes? I know no,
0: the clogs are turning. <laughs> the clocks are turning in my head. And I was just thinking that like, when you're saying about the challenges that you... Well, the challenges that they go through, obviously we're living in a time where the ch- young people are kind of challenging. I don't think they're that challenging. I just think that people are actually frightened to yeah. kind of engage with them. What would your advice be to somebody out there that's got a teenager that is going through the adolescent stages, yeah, the challenging stages?
2: Yeah. I am... Um, It's funny because I actually get parents asking me questions like that Mm -hmm. quite often. Um, And I think one of the hardest things is you can't always tell that a young person will appreciate your efforts at the time, Mm -hmm. um, but they'll always notice when those efforts aren't there. So they always notice when there's been a pullback. They know when mum's given up, they know when dad's given up, they know when their siblings Mm. can't be bothered anymore. Um, I remember, this is quite a, a kind of extreme example, but this is what my life is like. There's mm-hmm. like light and shade in, in everything. Um, but I was uh, working with uh, a young man once, and it was a really delicate situation, and, and he was angry and wanting to um, respond to something that had happened in a way that wouldn't have been beneficial, right? And um, I remember, in trying to get him to focus on me and the reasons why he should just make mm-hmm. the right decision, um, one of the things that came out of out of his mouth when he was talking about his own frustrations was, he was like, "I know my parents have given up," and mm. it always stayed with me because I'm like, "Look at that! Like one of the reasons why you the difference now between Mm-mm. you completely going over the edges, like, well, mom and dad don't care now. You know, like I know they've given up, mm-hmm. so why am I? Why should I even try? Mm. But in his behavior and persona, you wouldn't have thought that he was even noticing those things. Yeah. Um, and then. Again, even in different ways, you, you'd be surprised. I always say, you know, my mother, for example, there was points where I was a tricky teenager. I don't know, <laughs> there was a certain age where my mum was like, you was just horrible at this age. You was just, oh, gosh, awful. And um, the funny thing is now, she still continues to try and drill different messages, whether it's things to do with self-esteem mm-hmm. or no, actually, going to make the right choices or she see me hanging out with the wrong people and be like, OK, so when you're at uni...
3: You wow. know, she yeah. weren't letting
2: up. She's like, I know what your friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't... Like, she just was very direct. And in hindsight now, because she didn't relent mm-hmm. in doing that, she actually, y- you know, everything that she did taught me, I really do feel, you know, I do live out. Because yeah. she, ca- she was consistent. Um, but lastly, I think just letting them know that they are seen. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to be frustrated. I know I've got lots of young people in my life. Um my, f- my thing is regardless of what I do in the community I can't ignore what's at home mm-hmm. as in my family I'm really passionate about that and I've just had to, you just have to still keep checking in on them if you mm-hmm. still keep getting you know, just kind of like blunt answers, just try and push a little bit more, mm-hmm. show it in a different way mm-hmm. you know, maybe let's oh, go cinema or let's go out to eat, they might not say much, mm-hmm. um, but
0: that time is given to them and they it, know that they're valuable yeah. and seen it's kind of showing them that you are obviously caring about their needs you're still in there talking to them letting them know that you're there for them now I understand and
1: and there's something about not giving up on them it's true Um, it's it's about keeping that door always I mean that's what I'm picking up from what you're saying Mm. like keeping that door open not giving up and us being resilient as well, just because it, it hurts yeah. to get a knock back, you know. If a child yeah. or it's someone tells you true. to move or to f off or whatever, to get out, and, you know, to
0: and you know the hard efforts that you're putting in there as well, yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 no, it's crazy,
2: yeah. Because the thing is, what you're, you're, you're feeding a situation that doesn't look like it wants to be fed, you know, and that's the yeah. hard thing, they don't look like they want it, but they'll notice, in the moment that you're not doing it, they will know, you know. And that's that's the hard thing. So it is, you're really just, you know, constantly going at it, really, in hope. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I really don't believe it's it's in vain. And there's parents that have turned around and said, you know what, Dan, even just recently, they said, you know, when you told me to keep going, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with my child, I've seen a real turnaround and... um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's consistency, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I I mean, I just want to know, Daniel, just out of interest, has any... (laughs) Hey, Take his hey. face. Like, and I'm like, I just wanted that cheeky look like, on the I face. Mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't mind having you as a key worker. You know, does any does any um, guys have they ever tried? the they're like, what? Like, but has any guys have they ever tried it just out of interest? They do you know they're to like, yo, 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 miss, you look nice. Uh, you know yeah. what? Like, or,
2: and you, do you know that, what? Be my lyrics, no, no, no. But do you know what? It's um, No, but it's real, isn't it? This is real talk. That's how I am, anyway. So I don't mind. But I, um, there were only two occasions and I've been working for, in terms of when I was just doing um, key working, which is basically support one-to-one, right, Um, that I was doing that directly for about seven, eight years. And um, even over that time, there was only a real handful, like I'd say two or three. And what was happening was this. So I'd notice, um, (laughs) I think because of the boundaries that I put in place and how I'd carry myself, you kind of couldn't.
1: Oh, you could okay. like you could kind Is of it? like
2: try and make okay. a bit of banter, but my
1: response would be. You'd be just cold, steely. Just.
2: Yeah, but then as well, I remember one 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 young man said to me, he's like then. He said, "Like I think you're really beautiful, but I can't help but see you as a big sister."
1: Uh-huh.
2: And he's like, "I literally can't." He's
1: lying.
2: No, 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 because no. I've known I knew him long enough. But he was like, "I can't." Yeah, yeah. But then on other occasions, yeah. I remember there was this um, other young person I was working with, and this this young man was um, a bit of a just a galist. So yeah, lying, yeah, yeah, like, loads Always of trying it. Yeah, and like if you ever heard this would laugh because you know it's him. Um, but yeah, he was just a gallist, and I remember my manager was like, "Oh yeah, Dan, so." I think it should work with him. I said, sorry, what mm-hmm. now? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you should. I said, I don't even really know how much he kind of respects women, if mm. I'm honest. I said, I don't know how this is gonna go. Um, and he was like, no, you're right for this, this person. And I said, all right, well, you know, if he doesn't know how to respect women, I'll teach him, it's yeah. fine, like, we'll just do this yeah. then. And that's actually formed the basis of our relationship. We were absolutely fine. And because I was, I'm quite boundary, like, I mean what I say and I follow up on what I say. So once you already know that if I tell you that's not cool, or if you respond this way, this is going to be the repercussion. I mean it. Mm-hmm. So you'll if you even try to mess around at first, you'll realise. Okay, no wait. Like Dee's really actually trying to help me, and she's not playing with that part, so I have to respect her. But he never crossed the line. Okay. I only got asked one time yeah. when I was in, and it was on a, a prison visit, which
1: was super awkward. Yeah, yeah. I mean prison. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's so super serious.
2: awkward. Yeah, and it, and, and yeah. I but I. I bared that in him mind. Him. Exactly. Yeah. I bared it in mind. I was like, I'm probably the only consistent person going to see him. Um, and I felt it was difficult because I'm like, how am I? You know, you. How's that look? <laughs> well, no, it's like, how am I going to. I don't want you to feel more discouraged because I know you're already in a hard yeah. time.
3: Trust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust in prison. You know? Yeah. And sausage No, yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, this, this keep no one mm-hmm. else
2: was really visiting yeah, the poor young man. And I was like, you know what? Like, and he just said, you know, when I get everything back together... you must have
1: been war on a dry day for that yeah. guy, boy. You know, you are just coming in, hire Miss Ennis, you know. But it's the truth. No, he it's, is, I mean, just true, to be honest, it's right? It's, I mean, I know my, my team are laughing at me behind, but <laughs> let's be honest, you know, at the end of the day, if I think, you know, I'm a guy, right? I'm a guy. And, you know, if you've got a Miss Ennis or you got Yaz, you know, in front of you is a key worker, come on now, right? Hard times, you're in prison it's not good yeah. you know equally as well you you know sometimes you see there's sometimes some unhealthy attachments that's formed with women as well sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. and some of the women that come into the picture can replicate that so although this are in what I'm saying but I think sometimes it could be difficult mm-hmm. I would like to learn that lesson from maybe someone who doesn't look as hot do you know what I mean yeah. maybe that, was, that would work for me maybe I don't know maybe that might work a bit of
0: distraction let us
1: know guys let us know you know (laughs) comment let us know what you think am i chatting nonsense let me know i think
3: there's some truth in what
0: you're saying
1: definitely yeah
0: yeah there's definitely truth in that
1: and i think this is kind of good because Mm. obviously you've written a book around emotions and getting in contact with one's feelings Mm -hmm. and, and you know and connecting with oneself yeah right and i think this is really interesting because um this would be a good opportunity Maybe to hear a little bit more around mind and um, mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to tell us a bit more about the book, the aims of it? You know.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so I, so basically the idea. So, mind is uh, a workbook, and I've tried to do it in a way that's that's quite different in the sense of there's um, snippets of real life, and it's actually mm. my life. Um, some of the messiest parts that you probably wouldn't share and wouldn't really tell people, you know, I've had Mm -hmm. friends that have read it and been like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like what on earth was that about, you know, Um, alongside educational content. And the whole, the the reason why, okay, so there was was two reasons why I've done it in in that way. First of all, in my work with young people anyway, I've always, at different points and with wisdom, shared little snippets Mm -hmm. of what I was going through. Um, or what I'd gone through when I was younger. And the only reason why I did that was because I saw that was how you could connect. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: for example, there was a, a, a young lady I was working with. Um, she tried to take her life back to back like three or four times and then started working with me. And I was like, oh my goodness, well, how am I going to be able to, this is so delicate, you know, I'm not with her 24 seven. How am I going to try yeah. and build her up in the time that I have? Um, she was really lovely and polite, but she was never. Re- I never really felt that full connection until one day she shared an experience, and for the first time, I said, "I've actually gone through the same thing." And it was the first time she looked up at me, and I was like, "Oh, this is it. Like, th- this is something tangible now." Mm-hmm. So I saw the power in sharing, you know, with wisdom the right yeah. parts of, of your your story. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even with the sessions and work that I've done with young people, I use different stories or clips or dramas to talk about certain topics. So I thought you know what I've kept a diary since I was 8 years
1: old. Wow. Yeah. 8 years old. <laughs> so you've kept so all your cuz obviously that must be over books and journals Yeah 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 and I've got like notepads a bag and stuff. Of, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you so this really is a compilation of all those diaries over the, yeah. the Wow. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Wow.
2: So I started writing when I was 8 and obviously now it's more
0: like quarterly updates kind of thing but um, and so, so you still kept right.
2: you yeah. So you
1: still kept like a journal. I've still got.
0: Yeah. you Still. Ju- can, I, can I just ask what got you into? I mean, at age eight. What made you think, okay, I'm gonna write a daily journal about? It was just. Oh, do you know you what? Guys, you?
2: Where did you get the I idea I honestly from? don't even know. And you know when, like, I don't want to be like too deep or like over deep, but you know when I start to look back and I'm like, this all makes so much sense as to why I do what I do now. Because no one, no one, no one in my family mm. keeps a diary. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I was so. Uh, interested in self, like improvement, and I'll tell you some of the things that I used to do, so you get how my mind was as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started writing when I was when I was eight, and. It would be look, my you know, my first entries are silly. Like my auntie wouldn't let me out to play. Like I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> As we do.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
1: yeah. angry, you know. You're you know.
2: Yeah. You know? like... <laughs> <laughs> I still
1: so, hate you. It's just an email. Yeah, now, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, up? yeah. I've yeah. forgiven you, auntie. <laughs>
2: but you know, it so it was a little silly things like that. But then when I actually read over uh, my teenage diaries, I was like, oh my gosh, like the amount of m- emotion and raw anger and then mm. just the confusion and then just being sad and then i'm just raging over something so small like i didn't get invited to the party <laughs> and i'm vexed That's like all my friends through, are out yeah. and you know i say it just laughing but people still feel like that now as, as, as old people you know so some of these things is, is is when i kind of read it over i thought you know what there's actually so much in there um and i if i never had my diaries i would have never said my teenage years were like that and it kind yeah, of made me it, realise, yeah. saying, yeah. and it made me realise why young people would be like, you don't understand. Mm. And now I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Because if it wasn't for those diary entries, I would have never said yeah. I struggled so much yeah. With, yeah. with even my mind feeling stable, because I don't remember that now, you yeah. know. That's why I think even when we try to talk back to young people, you're using it still from your perspective now. So mm-hmm. everything's still got a little bow and tied on top. Yeah, it's true. You know, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep it raw mm-hmm. and I'm gonna keep it real. Um, it might be a bit shocking, but I'll do that in between tools mm-hmm. so that people can begin to learn things like how to build up your own self-esteem or what on earth does anxiety look mm-hmm. like? How does that feel, you know? And most importantly coping mechanisms. So that was the aim. The the, the first thing was to use something that was gritty and real yeah. and then use it as a way to kind of teach um, because self-awareness is really important and yeah, and the second aim was just to try and multiply reach. I get asked so many times sometimes for help and I mm-hmm. can't ta- I can't get everywhere. So this is a good way to equip even just everyday families with yeah. information as well.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, the book's banging. I like the way you have... Thanks. I mean, you say it's a workbook, but I, I really like the way you've situated... Mm-hmm you know, um, milestones in your life yes. and yeah. matched it to where people be at so they can relate. Yes. So it's situated within developmental points mm-hmm. of yeah. people, whether puberty, mature. you know, yeah. through, through maturing and stuff. And I really like the way um, it's been situated within that. And it is a workbook. It's yeah. a real yeah. workbook that yeah. is tangible and <laughs> that people can use and it can relate to anyone at any stage. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really like about it. I just wondered, what I'm curious about was, you know, I guess what was the decision mm-hmm. to then say, do you know what, I've got my diaries, I'm going to turn this into an actual book. book. Mm-hmm. I want to translate that from a space of, of an outlet for me mm-hmm. to process my feelings, yeah. to get stuff on paper, and how did that translate into actually this could be useful for someone else?
2: You know, it kind of... um it. It came to me one day, I was, okay, so this was, the idea came to me when I was having a work transition of my own, right? So I'd like I said, I'd worked in uh, charities and education provisions, um, but I always found some of the same repetitive problems in some of these areas of work, yeah? Things like people being overstretched, I'm like wow Burnout. you know that, people yeah. like yeah. really it's trying stressing. to kill me isn't it wow <laughs> <laughs> you know or because because I can work hard and I have a, a you mm-hmm. know a big capacity it's like whoa, you know let's just keep loading and keep loading and it happened everywhere and then on top of that I'm helping with leadership and I'm like okay you know what I, I just got to figure out how to do this another way um plus all the outcomes and I was like no You know, this is not even focused now so much on people, um, you know, young people. This is about agendas too. So, I actually made the transition to try and start looking at how I could do it um, in a self employed way. And I started contracting out my services, which meant I could do going into schools and youth offending services. However, at the same time, I was like, when it comes to my passion, I was like, what other resources do I have? That's something that's in my hand now that I could create Mm -hmm. something from. Um, and that's when I thought about diaries because it wasn't too long ago that I'd actually read over them. So it was like in that period where I was transitioning and I was trying to be creative. What can I use with what I have? And yeah, that was that was the idea.
1: <laughs> it's interesting how those little moments of quiet is when that helped. That, those yeah. moments of transition so need, is where, yeah. you know, you have some of your biggest breakthroughs or yeah. light bulb moments or ideas, you know. Um, no that's that's actually amazing so how can people get hold of the book mm-hmm. we're going to do this again at the end but just where where can people get hold of it because it is a great book it's mm-hmm. an excellent book it it's, is, a, it it's a bit you don't do you have a copy with you then? No. i would have kind yeah, of shown. okay I know, yeah, um, yeah 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 okay okay but um we got because you're going to get the socials anyway people can yes, see but yeah. you have your website as well don't yeah you? yeah so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> just remind us to to come back to that maybe at the end and stuff to get to mm-hmm, grab mm-hmm. your your details so people can yes. follow because obviously people will be listening because i know already you've heard from men that are fathers of daughters yeah you know it's so been many been different really, people really have been really
2: yeah yeah it's been a really positive, positive yeah. response and it felt like such an experiment to me oh mm. my gosh she chucks out their life like that yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <But laughs> it's it's like,
3: what
1: though. are you doing
2: like it's a bit wild you know, it's That's not even really like, it's so, just, it's so relatable. What's, though, what's
1: yeah. what, like, yeah. is there something, what's, what's wild? No, there, no, 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 you give no. give us but a little No, sneak? no,
2: no, but it's like, no one doesn't really... OK, so, Actually, but it's like, you don't really... So, for example, there's one part where I'm talking about even... just not even knowing how to even deal with male attention, you know? Okay. OK. How do I even respond that way? Then there's other times when, you know, it might seem silly, but I don't like how I look or I'm complaining about the my voice or... It's just the little things that people commonly... You know, usually when people are vulnerable, mm-hmm people respond funny don't they yeah. so it's like me chucking out vulnerability mm-hmm. which is what i've been doing behind the scenes for years yeah. and then seeing okay what's going to happen <laughs> you know so you're finding people that are like daniel really i
0: think yeah. people like that yeah like, and to be as honest
2: as well. the i mean the the good thing about it is i think because what i wanted to show is you can be going through mayhem and, and like still come out and yeah. be okay yeah. you know yeah.
3: and still looking yeah. good and still yeah like because yeah, it's,
2: yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's like this is this is and especially for the young people because i think the the scary part especially when it comes to mental well-being is if you don't know what's going on it's scary Mm -hmm. so I even went through I don't know if this is too up topic but I even went through a period where I was struggling with um, PTSD Mm -hmm. at one point and it was because um, this is post-traumatic stress disorder disorder. and uh, basically that was off the back of um, uh, a young man that I'd been working with um, had been killed and it was the first and only time that's ever happened, but it like broke my heart like a million times over because I love them so much, right? So because there was lots of other young people in my life, mm-hmm. I still had to carry on and make sure they were supported as well as kind of grieving myself. I was offered counseling. Mm-hmm. I didn't wow. go because... You're
1: holding it together for yourself as well as held, holding others. Yeah, well because, because people especially. are
2: like flocking and I can't, you know, everyone kind of needs to be held. And, you know, the team did say to me, you know, Dee, if you need counselling, it's offered them. We're doing like the, the paperwork about his murder for the local council. It was just horrible. Wow. And um, I pushed through that time. But then on the flip side, a year or two later, uh, um, someone who's close to me, they lost a, a young man in their life due to knife crime and in trying to support them it triggered kind of back. and i didn't know i was like oh my gosh and my mind just went into like a spiral and i've really worked hard to have a mm-hmm. you know a healthy a really uh, healthy mindset but intrusion the faults mm-hmm. uh, flashbacks um lack of concentration um it was just horrible and eventually i said to my family i said okay so I just want you lot to know, if I don't see my case, because I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure yeah. it out, but something's wrong. Yeah, I'm just telling you, because you're mm-hmm. around me the most, FYI, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and funny enough, my brother, um, who has his own understanding of different things th- to do with mental health, he, when I described how I'm feeling and my symptoms, he went, it sounds like you've got PTSD, Dan. And I said, sorry? And once he said I that, I could then conception, like it was, I could, I could yeah, then be, okay, thing. right. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. And just because of the field mm-hmm. that I'm in, I'm like, okay, this is actually what my coping mechanisms mm-hmm. are. I'm going to put them into place. If it doesn't shift, I'm actually going to go and get counselling, Yeah, you know, because I need to. And that's because that just wasn't dealt with the first time. But I would never forget, even from my own experience, the shift with not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then at least being like, oh, this is what's happening. Because before that is panic. It's like, am I losing control? Well, I don't get it. I'm just mm-hmm. completely lost. And I think for people to even, whether it's something severe like that when you are actually dealing with some type of disorder or mm-hmm. difficulty, or whether it's even being able to recognise your feelings mm-hmm. and your emotions, because these are the things that will trip you up later in life, you know, whether yeah. it's relationships, yeah. whether it's not knowing so. how to cope with stress, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this is this is why it's, why it's also important and, and why I'm trying to... Um, just be open and mm. it's really bad I think it. that's great that you're that you're
1: doing definitely. it because I think definitely I mean I will put it out there uh, you know within the black community it, it's exactly. tough yeah. when you're talking about mental health yeah. and discussions around the stigma the mm-hmm. labelling mm-hmm. that comes with that um, you know, uh, being from a Caribbean background is often very shh, sh- sh- yeah. you know, you don't talk yeah. about those things yeah. in public, so to first to have the introspection mm-hmm. to check within yourself to say, yo, something's not right here, yeah, yeah, I recognise yeah. something's not right, and then to take that dialogue outside yeah. to the fam it, yeah. and to explore that yeah. I think is powerful. And I- uh, I think, you know, especially for young people, which mind minded, exactly. that's what it's all about. Yeah. You're, you're enabling that. Pro- well, that's how I saw it. You're, you're helping to board. enable yeah. that process um, yeah. for, for, for young people. It's early intervention, well. yeah. because
0: if you've got the skills that you've got and you're saying you even went through that, imagine the young people that are facing that with their friends that yeah. have got stabbed, got killed, like, what yeah. would your advice to them? Yeah. I mean, because obviously, again, like you said, we're from that background where we don't talk about these things. These kids are going to think, well, this is just a life. But yeah. realistically, later on down, it has an impact on them. So oh, those yeah. that may be watching this or listening eventually, those young people that obviously are going through the same thing has friends that have lost. Yeah. What would your advice be to them?
2: Well, you know, I've actually got a part in the workbook about um, grieving. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I lost someone at, at a certain age. And um, you have to... It's OK to feel. Yeah. And you have to... Get the people that you know you you feel uh that you can trust the most that you can open up to as well as also just trying not to completely isolate yourself Mm because sometimes i find that in withdrawal when you withdraw and you isolate yeah Yeah. i call it uh, a like a cocoon Mm -hmm. but you know you can either be embraced by people that love you and kind of have that support or you can literally be in like a dark hole and you're you're surrounded by that darkness so try and try and um Still connect with people that you trust. Take you know, take it easy as well. And I I always find some form of expression helps. Mm. You have to kind of get your emotions out, otherwise you just combust mm. anyway. Even if yeah. they write it down, yeah, exactly. A diary, and something exactly. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there's been um, I've heard there's young girls now that's starting to journal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing that there's there's been as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's been um, improvements with. Some girls, have, I've been hearing from some people that there's improvements between uh, interactions, daughter to daughter to mother, mm-hmm. daughter to father. Wow. I think because they're starting to realise mm-hmm. what stuff is theirs. Yeah, you know? Maybe actually mum didn't talk to me a crazy way. Maybe actually I'd have to communicate that a bit different. Mm-hmm. Or maybe actually I was still vexed with my teacher yeah. and I just took that out on yeah. mum. Mm-hmm. Um, there's young girls that are even they're starting to talk to even some of the young men that are in their lives, mm-hmm. the boys. Yeah. You know, they're starting to talk to them about the same things. And the only reason why it started with uh, girls is just because it was my own mm-hmm. diary entries. You know, so that's why. Um, so there's been good feedback from parents. Parents are starting to understand more about just the process because again, you do yeah. forget, um, as well as again, adults in, enjoying some of their exercises because yeah. mental well-being doesn't stop when you're an yeah. adult. Exactly. Um and because of my work with homeless women years
1: ago mm-hmm. as well
2: that's what really pushed me again to go back to the youth and be like no early intervention has to okay. happen yeah.
1: um, so it doesn't really end because this is one of the mm-hmm. p- potential yeah. outcomes yeah. yeah as a yeah. result of your yeah, yeah. mental ill yeah. health
2: yeah because if you your your habits whatever you <laughs> whatever you learn by your early 20s in terms of how you learn to cope that sets your foundation exactly. well trust yeah. me
1: you need to ask my dad about that. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah serious. Okay. My dad's tough. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 T- so tough love. Dad, I love you, man. I love you. But <laughs> it's the truth, you <laughs> tough know. Love. We do. It becomes harder. I mm. think you yeah. it becomes a coping strategy, which becomes a way of being. You keep, and it's hard to break that yeah. kind of yeah. cycles. Particularly if it's not. You may think it's helping you as a short time gain, but in the long term,
3: yeah, it, no, it's not.
1: It's not good. No, you know? yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, and um, then yes, not, we have
1: a dilemma. Yeah, because um. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, because our guests, it's really yes. interesting, we do, you know, um, we always have um, powerful guests like yourself, mm-hmm. who's on, and we often get a number of people, in terms of our audience, yes. asking a lot of questions, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're very active in in many different ways on social media, as well as, you know, you know your WhatsApp channels and everything else, and um, in a circle. so I think it'll be good to explore a dilemma, that something <laughs> has full which we're going to muse a big dilemma, right
0: so let me take my time deep breath oh, oh, I'm <laughs> no, <for sure. laughs> I'm currently living in my house with my three young children and my eldest daughter who has a small child she, cons- she is consistently rude and talks to me with disrespect I'm getting really stressed working long hours and rushing home to cook and clean with no help as I'm a single mother things have gotten so bad to the point um, we've had huge rows even a fight I can't believe I'm. this is even happening to me. I feel like I'm losing control. I really just want her to move out, but the fear that I have is that she suffers from depression. How do I move forward from here?
1: Kick her out. Mm.
0: So. Mm. <laughs> <The deep one. laughs>
2: but anyway, I'll let Daniel. yeah, yeah, I'll let you you Miss
1: Alice, and I'll put my two, my two
2: pence hmm. worth in. Okay, so I think the hard thing, um, Especially when it when it just comes down to, yeah. to any single parent trying to just cope with that, is um, you're gonna really be exhausted genuinely, like mm-hmm. because of how much you're working and things like that. I remember um, before working with a um, a single mother and her young um, person in particular was actually quite yeah she used to kick off she was mm-hmm. hot tempered and things like that and the issue was you know her mum used to say when she gets in from work she's too tired really to kind of deal and push back mm-hmm. so over time what happens was the daughter in the end would be able to kind of push and have that space mm-hmm. because the, the parents worn out mm-hmm. yeah and the hard thing is you know ideally we can be in a position where um, I always feel like if you're consistent in what that message is when they do push more when they're older it's it's they can't push as much because they still know what mum says goes. But the hardest thing is because they both have children, I actually think what she need to do is have mm-hmm. extra support for the daughter because the daughter would need to have her own support for a transition if she was to move out. Mm-hmm. Because having exactly. the two of them under the same roof is gonna be too much because there's kids there too. And they're both mothers. Right. right. So in they're the both space, so as yeah. in like the children, everyone's gonna be mm. feeling the friction now. They're all in the house. Yeah.
1: So, wait, the daughter, she's she's a mum as well. The daughter's a mum yeah. as well. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I missed that big deal. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I missed that. Don't kick her out. I take that <laughs> yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
3: Yeah.
0: Take
2: that out. Yeah. That's, that's, why it's, that's why it's harder. So, mm. because you, you're still going to have
0: ex, you've got. Yeah. Because it's going to come mothering. back onto you anyway. You kick her out, it's going to fall back onto you.
2: Yeah. And again, it, it becomes like a generational thing as well. Exactly. So, you've got now so these. You they, you've yeah. got other kids now that are in the picture. Mm. You know, how are we going to do that? On one side, I always still try and say to stick to whatever you said to follow through with that, you know, mm-hmm. and I just mean that in terms of if you've said, you know, someone can or can't have something, make mm-hmm. sure you stick with yeah. whatever you said to the young person. I know that's harder to do if, for example, if you are tired and you've kind of like taken a step back sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you pick your battles, but other times it's harder because it means that they'll like overly push with everything and think that a young person can dominate. But most importantly, with this, I think she actually needs further support. So, did she did she say what her age was? No, she didn't say. Okay. No. Um, maybe to, to whoever it is, if mm-hmm. they did want more information, there'll be ways to contact me. But what I try and do is get mm-hmm. these information about yeah. like charities too, because to, yeah. no one knows, and it's, it's part true, of the reason true. why yeah. again, yeah. yeah. it's I mean, because it's serious.
0: I mean, if you're fighting your support. own child, that's taking it to another level. Like, I mean, how do you?
1: Something has to shift, is not yeah. it? and it's
3: going to take. She would mediation. have to do that. Too many
1: crabs in a in a, in, in, yeah. in a bucket or a barrel. Too many, you know. I think th- th- there's serious overcrowding there, mm-hmm. and I think, from my perspective, um, mediation is very important, which mm-hmm. Danielle was going to go on to kind of mention. Communication is key, and I think looking at more healthier ways to model good communication or to open the channels mm-hmm. to communicate, because obviously this frustration, they all hurts everyone's hurting there's a fear within that as well Mm. so it's about trying to create that space to kind of process that stuff whilst Mm. also trying to enable the communication between everyone Mm. um, in the house but I do think but then
0: you've got that thing of um, the stigma of people not wanting to go outside I guess this is one way of doing it because they're not seen or heard they're behind the scenes but to actually seek counselling and taking that step forward
1: something's got what? to shift it, something's yeah has got to and that's shift so they've got to, to try be, something so. new mm. because at the moment something isn't working mm-hmm. so i guess i guess for the person it's who's both, listening and yeah. watching um you know who's kind of reached out mm-hmm, with yeah. the dilemma obviously you're at you're at your ends now you're looking at other options so i think it might be useful helpful to consider some other options outside of what you're normally doing because yeah. that obviously doesn't seem to be working um, yeah, very no. well no, but no not to say else. that it's, it's wrong but maybe there might be something new that I might need to try but uh yeah so external know, could help
2: yeah because I just find that mediation it helps to I don't know if, if someone so for example young people to be honest it's everyone I say young yeah. people but it's, this is just All life ages, yeah. you know t- people want to be heard regardless of mm-hmm. whatever's wrong and regardless sometimes of how they communicate that so if there was someone that was in the picture that could at least work with the daughter and that could be some outlet there. Mm -hmm. They can also help to get them to understand more about the parents. I've worked between parent and child loads of times, you know, and sometimes that's what's needed. And I know sometimes people have also said, well, if they disrespect me, why would they disrespect you? And um, why would they listen to you? To you, you? yeah.
3: Sometimes but again, it goes it's to boundaries yeah, though yeah, as well. Yeah, I've,
2: I've, I've had young people kick back at me, and I've said to parents, uh, they're kicking at I me, me that because, oh yeah, gosh, I've had some. Kick
1: back at you as
2: yeah, as no, no, I've had some um, really um, <laughs> funny experiences, but they, they, either way, they're still. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> had to keep a straight yeah, sorry, track,
1: sorry, sorry, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, sorry, about that, but I just
2: yeah. But yeah, in either way
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, either way, I do think they yeah. they've um they've had to learn because I won't move, like you can kick back at me but I'll still come mm-hmm. back with the same discipline. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so that's sure. that's the whole thing. Keep so those I used to boundaries. say yeah mm-hmm. so keeps
1: everyone safe.
2: Right, and where that's falling out of where that's falling out of a place with the parents, sometimes someone else can yeah. help of course. to get it back.
1: Totally.
3: Exactly.
1: So, yeah. And on that note,
3: on no. that Yeah.
1: It's been it's been emotional wow. actually. We're we're it coming goes. to time. I've been signalled. Um, no, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, about, yeah roughly yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roughly.
0: Everyone's like, Yes,
1: um, I think it would be really helpful. Um, to get up socials and your really? website because you spoke about being contacted so yeah. my, where can first where can people get the book where can we get mine so yes. they
2: can go to Amazon okay and also if you're in North London there's a bookstore called New Beacon Books it's on Stroud Green Road What?
1: yeah,
2: well, yeah so New Beacon in there with too.
1: Caribbean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I
2: love New brilliant. Beacon yeah. so do check it out anyway I always That's go and brilliant. get
3: yeah, Road.
1: Yeah, and they're to Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes Road. Yeah, brilliant, right? So Amazon, a New Beacon Bookstore. Um, how can people get in contact? I know you have a website. Yeah, uh, people so people are listening to this and really interested and want to be coached. Yeah, you know, Danielle like, Ennis. Like <laughs> <laughs> no. <just. laughs>
2: DanielleEnnis.com, um, and in particular there's more work coming out this year so we've got a book on relationships that's going to be coming okay. out, that's interesting yeah, and then there'll be literature and stuff, with, that's actually just for adults as well, okay,
0: because um, this is the stuff that I do for all ages
2: brilliant, yeah. brilliant, fantastic
1: oh that's cool stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, some
0: serious writing going on behind <laughs> the scenes. Trust me.
2: Yeah, yeah, relationships is going to be interesting, yes, and yeah. that's going to be a thick one. Always. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. We you know, might need to topic. talk about that because we yeah. do our little love talks thing. Yeah. We do that, you know, so it might be good to talk collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about boundaries that might yeah. be helpful. Do you know what I mean? It'd be good. Sounds It'd like be
0: you good need some. <laughs> <laughs> so rude.
1: Right. And on that note, also, before I forget, yeah, thanks. Have a laugh at my expense. Why don't you? I'm geek. today. So, um, <laughs> the other thing that I want to mention also, we always ask our guests this as well. Oh, come yes, on. yes, yes. Um, you know, as you've been on, if there was anyone that you'd be thinking of recommending to come onto the podcast, they've got to be living. They've got to be able to physically make it to the podcast as well, um, because I think it really. It helps with getting and brand recognition and awareness mm-hmm. for other people. So if there was anyone else, it could be a coach, it could be anyone in your field, that you if it would be really good to have one to kind of hear their story, who would you recommend and have one?
2: I'd say um, it's a friend. Okay, that's fine. But I just find their the journey's interesting. Um, a friend, uh, Carl Loco.
1: Carl Loco yeah Yeah. okay yeah
2: and the reason is for his own transitions and the way that he works now and where he's been so
1: okay brilliant cool okay okay you might want to hook that up see if you can make that happen see if you want to come on (laughs) and see himself just like where you were you (laughs) know it'd be great but Danielle thank you so much everyone go out and grab the book it's heavy if you've not done so yet and you've come so far Hit the notification button for our next episode. Hit it now. Yeah, hit it now. This is Decode the Culture, Lounge Academics. Thank you, thank, thank you.